Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Health Coach Lou, and you're listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. You're going to hear conversations from health professionals from around the world. We discuss mindset, diet, exercise, and the latest in health technology. Let's go. Hey everybody, what's up? This is your boy Health Coach Lou. I got special guests in the building, Mr. Robert Taylor with Taylor Made Sleep. How you doing, man? Man, I am doing great. Feeling blessed. Uh just extra- extremely excited and happy to be on your show, brother. We spoke earlier, you know, a few weeks ago actually. And the one thing that came up was I see somebody, the one thing that is not talked about by their physician is their sleep like it's, it's just really not people understand that there is the benefit of getting sleep but they don't really understand the benefit so if you could you know one give us tell us a little bit about yourself you know how you be, how you got to becoming tailor-made sleep and in, in focusing on sleep services but what are temp, why, why is that why aren't doctors talking more about the benefits of sleep well, uh, that's a great, uh, great icebreaker to start off with. Uh, in actuality, I honestly feel everyone always wants to treat the, uh, the, you know, the symptoms and everything like that instead of treating what's actually the problem. Um, and it's not like every patient is just so for, so forthcoming with saying, hey, I snore, or, hey, this or hey, that. In actuality, more women rat out the men. <laughs> about it to where if the women go really uh, yeah if, the, if 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 the woman's in there with, with the husband with the doctor visit though the the wife is generally the one that basically expresses oh he snores horribly it's it's really sad that most people ask more questions about a television or their phone instead of honestly their sleep but that's honestly the reality um and it's not devaluing it it's just i, I don't think a lot of people are really really educated on how important sleep is because we live in a go 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 society so it's yeah. just hey we need to get up we need to do this we need to do that i mean you may have kids you may have that and then stresses of life too it's just like how can anyone sleep you know what i mean so i, I just think it's it's a it's a plethora of uh, of issues that that have honestly caused uh, everyone to that want that has a sleep disorder or or talk about it to make it taboo as if it's like a hush hush thing yeah, you said it right there, man. Like people, it's almost like people are used to not sleeping. There, there's there's a few things. There's the you know always on my grind mentality, which is cool. You know, if you if you if you hustle for for what you do, God bless you. You know, it's that mentality of you know if you sleep, it's almost like sleep is a weakness. And and some of the you know younger people I know are in that this kind of generation. Is if if you if you value sleep as a weakness, but also people are so used to feeling tired, it kind of goes by the wayside. Like no one no one thinks about, oh my gosh, this is affecting my health. Exactly, man. You said it. I could not have said that better myself. I call it being on autopilot, to where your brain basically says, Hey, you have to do this. You have to do it. like you're training yourself to basically just find a new normal. 
every time and every time. And then we make excuses for ourselves where, oh, it's just stress. Oh, it's the age. Oh, it's the weight. Oh, it's this and oh, it's that. Versus literally sitting back and asking yourself, am I really good in good quality sleep? And when I mean good quality sleep, I'm not sitting here saying people should get need to get seven, eight, nine hours of sleep. Uh, I get that. For those that can actually do that, hey, God bless you, man. I, <laughs> I'm definitely not right. one of those. But, but good quality sleep. And what I mean by that is what stages are you hitting? You know, are you, are you in light sleep 75% of the time and then 25% of the time you're in deep sleep? And then when you get in those stages, are you breathing properly? What's your oxygen level? Are you having any arrhythmias? Are you tossing and turning? You know, how long are you staying in REM sleep? You know, I've been doing this for about 12 years, 12 years yeah. into this game. Uh, started off as a technologist, uh, then started scoring and interpreting studies for physicians, then uh, went to uh, managing uh, a few labs, then went to marketing and managing a few labs, then went to being a regional director for labs, then eventually started doing travel work, which, you know, which is just like travel uh, travel nurses to where you go to rural areas because there's a high census, but they don't have the technologists. I've done it. I've done it all in this field. And the one thing I always notice uh, when patients come in is they're in denial, just absolutely in denial. Uh, they can come there and literally sleep all night, perfectly fine, sleep all night and wake up and literally say, I didn't sleep a wink. Well, yeah, it's probably because you're in stage one or stage two, you know, sleep was where you are pretty much, I I mean, not all sleep is created equal is I guess the point I'm trying to make to where if you're in stage one or stage two, 75% of the night, there's no way in hell you can call that good quality sleep. So most of the people that come in into a sleep lab, literally that's pretty much it unless they're on some type of medication or some type of drug or just extremely overwhelmingly tired or tipsy which does happen occasionally 90 percent of the time they're in light sleep and deep sleep is sprinkled in here and there and now when all this is happening they're having sleep apnea okay which is when you basically involuntarily stop breathing and i have to stress the word involuntarily and a lot of people sit there and say, oh, I think I know for a fact if I'm choking in my sleep. Actually, no. No, you won't. You sleep right through it. In order for an apnea to be called an apnea, you have to stop breathing for at least a minimum of 10 seconds. That's just a minimum. I've seen maximum wow. well over two minutes when they go into deep sleep. That's why a lot of people that have apnea, they don't get a lot of good, deep quality sleep because that's when the body actually can relax a bit more. So you have a muscle palate that holds your muscle in place. Once you relax, it gradually starts collapsing. That's why they say snoring. Snoring isn't normal. Snoring's a symptom. If you are snoring, it's an indication that you have a weak muscle palate. So it's shaking. What we want to know is, okay, it's shaking, but does it close off your airway? Does it close off your airway completely? Does it close off your airway halfway, 30 40%? And are you waking up from doing that? You may not have full-blown apnea, but you could have rearers or hypopneas, things that still cause your brain to have arousals, which you know kind of stops you from getting deep, restful sleep. And the fact of the matter is, a lot of people don't even know that. Uh, I've dealt with a lot of patients that never even knew what apnea was. I mean, they'll Google it and look it up and just 
Nah, no, nah, I don't have it. I know I don't have it. I'm perfectly fine. And then wake up and get the results that, hey, man, you start breathing 60 times an hour. Wow. 60 times an hour. And that's putting Ooh. it mildly. I've seen way worse than that. I've seen them in the hundreds. And these people do not know that they're actually having it. And I think it's due to the fact that, one, we're just one train to work tired, push through. Uh, that's that statement that, uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Well, I'll guarantee you, if you keep not breathing, you're not going <laughs> to, you're going to get some pretty damn good sleep then, but it's yeah. just, I don't know, it's what we're trained to think. It's crazy. So you said something earlier about, you know, being in stage one or stage two asleep and then people still feeling like they slept like crap. Can you explain to me one, what is stage one or stage two? And how does somebody get out of those stages and into REM sleep? You know, how, what, what are they, what do they have to do? Like, what's that process? Well, uh, number one, you have to have a, a normal rhythm, a routine, which generally speaking, and I'm guilty of it, it's kind of hard to have when you're a business owner and, and, you know, meetings and this and that, Yeah. but you kind of have to find a certain time to where, okay. I need my brain to shut down my body. Okay. So even if the body's tired, if your brain is still active, you're still not going to get any sleep. So when I sit in there and say stage one and stage two, stage one is generally where you're partially asleep, but you're not fully asleep. Um, uh, it's a stage where you can actually have sleep starts. So it's like the body's falling asleep, but the brain's like reluctant. So you'll kick, you'll jerk a little bit. You're like, you're right in the middle. Stage two, you're actually asleep, but mm. you, you still have cognitive and function. You could still hear things around you and things of that nature. If a door closes, you're jumping up. If someone gets out of bed, you're jumping up. If somebody farts, you're covering your face <laughs> over. <laughs> but right. <laughs> you're, still aware. you're still aware. Stage three is a lot of Delta activity. You find, we find a lot of this in actual kids uh, because you know, gradually, you know, in order to grow, they have to sleep really, really deep. So they'll have a lot of Delta sleep, which is actually really, really good for adults. You just don't really see a ton of it without a sedative like Ambien or sleep aid or alcohol or things of that nature. And uh, REM sleep, honestly, you should always have a REM every 90 through 110 minutes of sleep. You should, everybody goes into REM. Uh, and that's the deep, deepest level of sleep you can actually get into because technically your body's paralyzed. Uh, the melatonin in your body paralyzes you so you can't, you know, act out your dreams and things of that nature. But you're really, really, you're out of it. You're dreaming. It's uh, something that we look at and it's called rapid eye movement. Uh, it, on the on the grid, it actually looks like, you know, you know butterfly movement. But um, that's that's the deepest level of sleep. Unfortunately... If that is the area where your body relaxes the most and your body's a muscle, that is also the area where your muscle palate relaxes the most. And so if you have mild to moderate apnea in the lighter stages of sleep and REM sleep is exasperated to severe, which is where those long gaps of not breathing generally come into play. Most people have mainly REM related uh, sleep disordered breathing. And they're they're pretty much okay, maybe in the lighter stages of sleep, but it's still causing them to still be fatigued and tired due to the fact that 
their oxygen level is still dropping dramatically low and it's destroying the destroying the neurons in the brain. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. It's crazy, but it's also very, very dangerous. Here's the fun fact. And I said this on the last show I was on, and I, I, I want to tell this to everybody because I want everybody, honestly, that's listening to this show right now, I want them to seriously sit back and think, okay, about what I'm about to say. If you are in the military and you have sleep apnea, whether you're diagnosed or undiagnosed, you are 50% disabled. This was listed. They are 50% disabled compared to an amputee still serving this country is 45%. So why is that important? Okay, so what happens when you don't get good rest? Well, decision-making is, is questioned because you're so tired. Yeah. You're so fatigued. Okay, your eyesight is affected. If you honestly have diabetes, sleep deprivation will shoot that blood sugar up. You're seeing blurred vision. But not also, also too, it will shoot that blood blood pressure up as well. So generally speaking, you could actually have a stroke. Uh, it's not you know unheard of, and actually that happens often. M let's talk about mobility. Let's talk about muscle function. You're a step slower. So if somebody's coming at you with a knife, rather than reacting immediately, it takes you a second or two. And in the field out there... Right. A second or two can cost you your life. So think about that for one second. Everybody think about that for one second. If you're a cop and you have apnea and you're not diagnosed, think about it. Think about you're 50% disabled on the job. Firefighters, you're 50% disabled on the job. Doctors, you're 50% disabled on your job. Airplane pilots, school bus drivers, truck drivers, railroad workers, janitors, Mothers, daughters, sons, uncles, nieces, nephews, you are 50% disabled right now if you are not getting this treated. Yeah, man. Like, you know, I even, even for someone like myself, you, you know, in, in, in health coaching, we do something, it's called, you know, a active listening where somebody's talking and while they're talking, I'm listening to what they're saying, but I'm also trying to figure out what they're trying to trying to decipher what they're really trying to say to me. If mm -hmm. I'm tired that, I mean, I can't, I can't help that person as best as I want to. Like I'm not active listening. I I'm, I'm unable to <laughs> like, I'm, if I'm yeah, tired, yeah. I'm just trying to just get, get through, through it. it. You, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah. and unfortunately I mean, that, that can be the case sometimes, you know, especially if you, I've recently started practicing, you know, um, a, a bedtime routine because I do wake up really early. So I have to have a, a routine at night to get me ready for bed because there are times, especially, especially after a podcast or, you know, where I'm using my mind a lot and I'm thinking and I'm, and I'm thinking of different ideas. It's, it's hard to, to settle down at night. You, you know what right. I mean? It's, it's hard to shut that off. So it's really getting myself into a routine so I can just fall asleep. But what you're saying is, what it sounds like is sometimes that's not enough. So you got, you got to know you can have a routine, but still have sleep apnea and still have the same issues. Exactly. Exactly. You ever hear somebody sit there and say, well, man, I don't have a problem going to sleep. My head, you know, my head, as soon as it hits the pillow, I'm gone. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. That's not always a good thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, it really is. It's like, man, I can fall asleep anywhere. Yeah. 
that's not a good thing. Like, let's yeah, just no, uh-uh. this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I could just be sitting in the car and, you know, hey, I'll be at a, and those, yeah, yeah, you could just, yeah, no, no, that is not a good thing. We need to <laughs> cut this crap out with, with how we're, our mindset is, I, I don't know if we're just brainwashed or I don't know if people just don't honestly take it serious enough. But I mean, these are facts that I'm spitting out right now. The 50% disability I thought would, would really, really get people going. But also too, let's talk about heart attacks and strokes. Let's talk about how many doctor yeah. visits you have to make for blood pressure meds. Let's talk about the cost of insulin and making sure your diabetes is right. Think about all these things that literally kill people. And really go back and look and see, hey, what was a catalyst that really affected all that stuff? Sleep apnea. You can go down the list. Depression, which is really funny, right? Because they want to give you meds for depression because you're tired, you're fatigued, you don't want to do anything, you're this, you're that. So they want to give you happy pills instead of actually screening and asking you about your sleep. Because these days, pills fix everything. You have high blood pressure? Here, take a pill. Right. You you know, you, you're in pain? Take a pill. You can't sleep? Take a pill. Here's an idea. How about we ask these patients before we just give them medication, how are you sleeping? Because here's the deal. If I go to a psychiatrist, and this is actually a true story. This isn't me making it up or anything like that. This really happened to a patient. Mm-hmm. He went to the plant worker. He went to a psychiatrist, said he had trouble sleeping. That was his complaint. I, I right. just can't sleep. Okay, didn't go down. Well, do you snore? What's on your mind? This and that, yada, yada, yada. And I'm not knocking all psychiatrists because I'm pretty sure there's some good ones out there. Ambien, immediately, bam, just like that. Okay, he comes back. Doc, I'm still not sleeping. Like, I'm just not sleeping, this and that. Let's give you a stronger pill then. Bam, take that. Comes back. Doctor, I, doctor, I don't know. Like, I feel more drowsier now than I've ever been. And then that's the that's the telltale right there. Huh, drowsy. Maybe we should screen you for sleep apnea. But this is three or four visits later, okay? And this right. is why this affects me. If you give a patient pain medication or sleep aid, things of that nature, <clears throat> yes, that relaxes the body. It, it does. It acts as a muscle relaxer. But you know what it also affects? Your brain. Your brain cannot react fast enough. It slows down the reaction time of your brain. So if these pills relax the body, what muscle do you think you're going to affect? Your muscle palate. Okay. So Mm -hmm. if your airway is closed and blocked off and before you even took these medications, you were stopping, you know, your apnea length was at least a minute and a half to two minutes. Okay. Now it might go to three, but in this case too, your brain isn't fast enough to get you to react to it. So what do you think might happen? You're not waking up. And this has happened on several different occasions. I had friends that had this happen. I had an uncle that had this happen. This has happened on several different occasions. And this is why I always get frustrated when, and not all, not all, let me stress it, not all, when you go and have surgery or you go and do this or, or, or things of that nature, anything that's going to deal with anesthesia, you know what I mean? At least mm-hmm. be screened, okay? But be thoroughly screened because no one's going to really sit there and tell you the truth, number one, because they don't want to do another procedure. They don't, they, they're not going to come out and say, right. I snore. They're going to lie about every question you have. 
So here's the deal. This is part of my workup. You have to have a sleep study. And that's, this is the reason why. You're going to be on anesthetics. Now, while you're in surgery, we can monitor it and you're good to go. Once you come off, depending on how much they gave you, it's still in your system. But regardless of what type of surgery you had, you're going to get some type of pain med to help with the healing. Okay? So if they give you that and you have apnea, you're not sleeping good at all. The quality is absolutely horrendous. And then I'll go a step further. How does your body heal properly? Proper sleep. Sore, sore muscles, scars, bones, sleep. Proper sleep. So if you had a surgery done and those pills are causing your apnea to be worse and you are constantly fatigued from all that sleep, you think, you think you're going to heal properly? Probably not. It's going to set your rehab back. You're going to be on more pain pills. And then what else happens? Now, pain management. Now you're addicted to them. Now you're addicted to painkillers and things of that nature. I can keep going, but I know the viewers just don't want to hear this whole so sad, soft story. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I, if you could hear it in my voice, it really upsets me that this always happens because we don't talk about it. I don't know right. if it's... But the important thing is you have a solution to this. You know, you you with, with tailor-made sleep services. You know, it, so kind of break it down. How do you, how do you work with somebody's coming to you because they're not sleeping well? You know, mm -hmm. how do you work with that with that patient? Okay. Well, before I elaborate on that, I wanted to go over maybe the old traditional way and why people don't get sleep studies to begin with. Um, if you have insurance, and mostly everybody does, and, and I think this is always funny. We pay insurance companies money, tons of money, right? to basically honestly dictate what doctor we can see and what what procedures we are approved for which is really odd because aren't we paying them it really makes no right. sense they would rather send you to this doctor that's in network with them that honestly has horrible bedside manner and this and that only because it's cheaper for them versus this doctor that's probably perfect for you that has a great track record and this and that so think about that for a little bit. So the traditional way, if you want to go through your insurance, they're going to say, hey, you have a sleep issue. You need to go to your doctor. You need to go to a PCP, internal med, whatever. And everybody knows doctor visits can last up to three hours at minimum due to the fact that, well, even if you make an appointment, they they just they pack those rooms, man. They, <laughs> they'll get them in there. Right. <laughs> could fit in that waiting room. Um so you're there for three hours. You see a doc, you know, depending on how busy he is, he's pretty thorough or, or she's pretty thorough. Uh, yeah, you know what? You need a sleep study. Okay. So that referral now has to go to a sleep lab. We don't know what's going to happen to that referral. Sometimes referrals fall through the cracks and this and that. But let's just say roughly everything goes pro perfect. Okay. So that referral goes to the sleep lab. It takes them a couple of weeks because they got to verify your insurance, see if it's actually approved through your insurance, yada, 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 all that good stuff. Check your deductible. And generally speaking, everyone's deductible is high. Aside from maybe 20% of Americans, everybody has a high deductible for the first three quarters of the year. Okay, then they finally contact you. This is two weeks later to come in and be scheduled for a study. Well, now you have to figure out exactly what day you can even do it. And then it's like, well, you know, right. your deductible is not met. Uh, this study is going to cost you 600 bucks, 600, 700, could be 800. 
wow, that's, I wasn't really expecting that, but okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, doctors didn't have to have it. I, I have to have it. Okay, so you go do the study. And I'm sorry to get long-winded, but this is a general process. So as long as it takes me to explain it, <laughs> it is really right. how long it yeah. feels. Um, so, okay, you do the study, okay, then you the results go back to your doctor, right? You have to go back to your doctor, which is another three-hour appointment, talk to your doc, this and that, you'll hear your results, you need a second study because you have apnea. You're diagnosed with, with apnea, and we need, want to do a CPAP study on you. Okay, great. Signs off on it. Okay, goes back to the sleep lab that did the first study. They call you back. So we have a second night for you to do all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, doctor said it. Okay, great. You understand? Yes, excellent. Okay, your deductible still not met. We need another six, seven, eight hundred dollars from you. Damn. Wow, that's. I don't think this is gonna cost me this much, but all right, got to do it. Doctor says I need to do it. Two or three weeks later, you go do your other study. You get your results. You got to go. Guess where? back to the doctor's office for another visit to get those results. Then those results go to a medical equipment company that hopefully by the grace of God delivers a unit to you. And if your deductible is not meant there, guess what? You're paying another eight, $9,000. So you calculate all that, calculate the time, calculate the doctor visits, calculate the co-pays and calculate, you know, how much each procedure may cost you. This literally takes a, a I would say roughly two and a half to three months to complete and could cost a patient roughly around thirty five hundred dollars if their deductible is not meant if they're not wow. covered hundred percent all that good stuff so if there are millions and millions and millions of people out there that aren't diagnosed and don't want to do the study I think I figured out the reason why number one three months is an awful <laughs> long time Number two, you just basically spent six hours in a in a clinic office. Number three, no one wants to go to a sleep lab, sleep in a bed that they're not familiar with, and be hooked to a hundred wires while being monitored through a camera and being told, "Hey, that's perfectly fine. Go to bed." Oh, while you're at it, give me eight hundred dollars. Like, just give me a yeah, give me a break. Like, how do you think that's gonna work? So it's not a comfortable experience by any means and it is expensive so what taylor made when when i started my company i was always asked in airports when i was doing travel work man my husband has this issue but we don't know where to go and i'm like you got to go to your doctor you got to go to your doctor every time well you know about now this is a fact i think 80 percent of, of the people do not like going to a doctor will not go to a doctor. So there's another factor as to why that number is so high. So I'm just like, "Hmm, okay, one day I'm going to create a platform to where they won't need to do that. And lo and behold, it is here. With TaylorMade Sleep, you just have to go online. Go online to TaylorMadeSleep.com, select book online, give me your name, give me your number, give me your email, and type in your sleep complaint. I have board certified specialists, medical directors on board that oversee absolutely everything, oversee consultations, oversee interps, oversee everything. You don't need to go to a doctor anymore. You can come to the specialist. The beautiful thing about my company is we are internet-based. And if the internet is everywhere, so are we. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be in the car, in the bed, hopefully not in the restroom. That's really weird. But wherever you are... (laughs) Wherever you are, 
it's it's just a phone call away. We use the telemedicine app to to literally, you know, get face to face with patients, things of that nature, just to consult with them. And I always do the consultations for free. Just so, okay, look, tell me how your sleep is, what your issues, this and that. You may not even need a sleep study. You may just need, hey, new routine. You may need a different type of sleep aid, things of that nature. But how do we know if we don't ask? If you do need a sleep study, no problem. We have home study units that we can literally send anywhere. I say it again, send anywhere. Okay. Max two, three days. Wow. That's awesome. Gets to you. You sleep with it. It has a return address on it and a return envelope. Send it back to me. The minute I get it, I will look at it. I'll review it. Board director will look at it as well. Make sure the interpretation, everything is right. I will call you again for another consultation to not only go over your results in accurate detail, but also let you know, look, due to the fact that you're diagnosed with this, these are all the things I know for a fact your insurance will cover because I've been doing this for 12 years. I know the codes. I know this. I know medical necessity. Pretty much know it all. But these are the best best treatment options for you. Generally speaking, AutoPAP, honestly, is by far the best treatment. I would always recommend that because it's non-evasive, it's quick, and it shows the fastest and quickest results. And nobody wants to have surgery. So if an AutoPAP is what you want, okay, great, no problem. Prescription is written for an AutoPAP. I literally send it to my medical equipment company. And in a matter of a couple of days, you're contacted to either give you an offer cash pay or an offer with your insurance. We want to make sure you get the best deal possible without breaking the bank. As soon as uh, as soon as payment is confirmed, things of that nature, your unit is shipped to your home. So I guess what I'm basically saying is you don't even have to leave your house to be consulted, to do the sleep study, to get your results, and to get treated. It can all happen at your home. Now, with the uh, uh, initial part, TaylorMade Sleep, is a cash pay organization. We do not go through your insurance. However, you can bill your own insurance. You can get reimbursed by them if you want to, if you want to go through that hassle. But we charge $350. $350 literally to do the consultation, to do the unit being delivered, to do another consultation for your results, and a prescription for whatever treatment option you qualify for and need. And all the paperwork is sent to you and you had, didn't even have to leave your own home. So, I mean, just out of curiosity, what option honestly sounds better? Right. And not only that is you kind of tell them a story of how they're sleeping. Like when you, you can break down their results to them to where they know what's really going on with them in, in a way they can digest it. That's, exactly. that's beautiful. Exactly. Well, that's why the, the initial consult is so important. I want... I want to be on a personal level with these patients because, hey, look, I want them to know, look, I we care, okay? Uh, and a lot of businesses and things that you grow, people become numbers. And I, I'm dead set on never having an organiz- organization ran like that. But I want to know, okay, on a normal day from start to finish, tell me about your day. Tell me what it goes through, this and that. Because generally speaking, when a patient goes through all that and tells you all that, they're going to answer all your questions freely. You know, kind of like kind of like our dialogue right now to where, you know, I'm, I feel comfortable. I feel open saying whatever. Well, you kind of want that patient to feel the same way. I don't want them to feel interrogated. And in, in the midst of what they're right. saying as far as like, you know, 
waking up and feeling tired here and there, I ask him questions. Well, do you have diabetes? No. What about high blood pressure? Things of that nature, all that stuff. I'm getting, I'm building the chart. That way, when I do get results and it comes back that you have obstructive sleep apnea, now I can explain this is why you have this problem. This is why you have this problem. This is why you feel this way. And if we fix that, all that goes away. We can possibly get you off of blood pressure meds. We could possibly fix your obesity because, you know, now you'll have more energy to actually exercise. And we'll, we'll have nutritionists and things of that nature in place to help you do such. You'll, you'll start performing better at work. You'll start stop being so irritable. Maybe this helps your depression. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. It's just if this one thing is causing 300 problems in your life, let me fix that and let's see how much happier you'll be. Right. So do you offer ongoing, you know, sessions? So like say you have, so I know you have, you have the initial visit, right. Which is free. You said, mm-hmm. um, is this in like, is this like a, a, a package where you're, you're coaching someone to better their sleep while they're using their, their CPAP and, and looking over their data for over weeks or months or, or how does, how does it, how does it work? Wow, you are good. How'd you know that was coming up? <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely offer good coaching. Uh, uh, another number to throw out. Out of everybody that gets diagnosed, which I believe is about, let's say, 26 million people a year get diagnosed, 56% fall off therapy. 56% of those people decided, I wanted to be 50% disabled. They fall off. Why? Because Why do you think that is? Because there's no platform to actually help them. Uh, the, not AutoPAP or CPAP, bi-level, whatever PAP therapy you pick, it's not the easiest thing always to adjust to. Sometimes you're fitted wrong for a mask, or sometimes you might feel that the pressure is too high. Sometimes you need coaching on how to breathe with it. Sometimes you need coaching on how to, how to honestly shut your brain off uh, because some people have really high anxiety when anything's on their face. So how do you get them through that? Things in that nature. We actually offer that concept to patients for free. Uh, you can always, you know, send me the email saying, "Hey, I'm struggling with this, struggling with that." Uh, we try to get to you as fast as possible. I mean, we respond to emails extremely fast, but sometimes you have to get them on the phone, uh, get them on that platform, so I can one see how are you putting on your mask, um, how do you sleep on your mask? Because these, and then you know. These questions are really, really, really important because if you're sleeping on your side on your mask, well, I know why it's not working properly. It's not sealing because you're laying on it. Like some people think that they can actually lay on their face with a mask on. And I <laughs> explain to them, no, you can lay on your side, but you can't oh sleep God, on your stomach. It's not, I'm not, ju- I, and then they don't use it after that or they, or they're frustrated that, oh, I don't feel any different or, or this or that. So with every machine that we give out, I ask every patient to download the My Air app. Uh, it's through ResMed. Sync it to your phone. The reason I ask you to do that is because every night that you use your machine, you can look at your My Air app and it'll tell you your score. And it's very important, the information that's on there, and that information on there helps me determine exactly what your issue is. So the things that are on there are usage hours, okay? If you use it for at least seven hours, you get 70%. Do I expect everybody to sleep with it for seven hours? No, but if I get five or six good hours out of that, okay, that's fine. Don't even worry about that. 
good mass seal, you get 20 points. If that's good, I know for a fact that you're comfortable with the mass. You're not adjusting it or anything. Events per hour. If your apnea hypopnea index, which is the events per hour, was 66, and your machine basically says, hey, we cut that down to two, that's good. I know for a fact that's good quality sleep. How many times you take your mask off? That's on there. And then it calculates all that stuff into your score. Generally speaking, once patients get up to 85 to 90%, I know for a fact that they're actually good. Uh, some patients need a week of help. Some patients get it in one day and, and feel amazing. And some patients, it does take a couple of months to actually adjust to. But we are here to help those patients. We do have a compliance page on our website. And if there's any issues that you are having, feel free to shoot us an email and we will gladly assist you. That's dope, man. That's dope. You know, it's it's one of those things where people need to know that this is important. And just it it doesn't hurt to go get to go get checked or man, contact you to see if you have sleep apnea, if you're not sleeping well. And, I, and I'm sure if someone, maybe someone doesn't have sleep apnea, they could still mm-hmm. work with you. Is that some, is that an option? Like if say they go to the doctor, doctor's like, go do a sleep study, do the sleep study. They don't have apnea, but they mm-hmm. want to learn how to be to, to, to sleep better and get right. more out of their day. That that's something they can um, do through you. Of course. That's why we offer initial consultations for free. Not everybody needs a sleep study, and we understand that. But if you're tired and fatigued and things of that nature, and you are negative for obstructive sleep apnea, uh, what stages of sleep, uh, honestly, is the first question I ask. What position of sleep did you, uh, did you sleep in? Was it remulated? Was it not? This and that. Okay, so if all that is actually clear and you're good to go, and it's just maybe you just snore, okay, there are different treatment options for that. But also, too, how is your diet? What are you eating? How many cups of coffee are you drinking a day? Those things have a lot to do with it as well. So, you know, we really want to break it down and be like, look, do this. Don't do that. Maybe wean a little bit off of this and that. But also, too, we need to teach people how to get into a rhythm of sleeping. It's really funny, like, because as as young kids back in the day, way back in the day, when your parents around, <laughs> way, way back in the day. When your parents around eight o'clock said, All right, it's time to go to bed. Automatically they're training the kid right then and there. They're training the, the kid's brain and body. Eight o'clock, go to bed. So before that, their body's already kind of adjusted to it because this is what they normally do. Right? Now kids are hyper sometimes, so They'll probably go to that room and they might be like me. And yeah, we'll pretend to be asleep, but I ain't going to go to bed till one in the morning. But it's the principle of the matter, my friend. Principle. If you plan on going to bed, literally falling asleep at 10 o'clock, you need to shut it down around 8. Literally. Shut everything down around 8. I always recommend, and I have this, because I have this issue with my brain shutting off. Sleep aids. We can educate you on that, things of that nature, things that you don't necessarily need. You don't need, like, the serious pills that will give you hallucinations and all other stuff like that. We'll, we'll, we, we can aid you in the direction of that. I have a network of people that have a sleep strip or a sleep powder, which is actually what I've just tried, and it's it's absolutely amazing. It's like a pre-workout for your sleep. It's the best thing I've ever, really? ever had in my life. Yeah, it's made by uh, Blue Shield Nutrition. Uh, if anybody out there listens to this and want to know what I'm talking about, 
send that guy a message and ask him about his product. I've just tried it. It, it, it works the same way as a pre-workout would work. Get you know, Pre-workout would get you hyped up and amped to work out. This powder calms you down. And it's non-addictive, and you're not drowsy at all. It was the neatest thing and the smartest thing I thought was out there. I was just like, that's really impressive. Like, wow. I and what's it called that. again? Who makes it? Uh, it's called Blue Shield Nutrition. They make it. Um, and I believe it's called RIM. Don't quote me on exactly what the name of it is, but if you if you look up Blue Shield Nutrition, it's their top seller. Everybody wants They have oh, fat wow. burners and, and all that other stuff. Uh, but, yeah, that one right there. Uh, I've actually been on it for a week. I had some of my friends try it and this and that. Uh, I had a, well, a friend of mine who who was just, I swear, I don't know if he was ADD or, or just, he would act like he's just hyped beyond beyond belief. And I was like, here, here, just, I gave him two scoops of this. I'm like, mix eight to 12, 12 uh, ounces of water with this. Let me know how it works on you. Because if it works on you, it's something I need to suggest to all my patients and sure enough, the next day he's like, man, I got home and I literally, after drinking it, I slept like a baby. It was just, it takes literally 10, maybe 15 minutes to kick in. It's a liquid, so it dissolves quick and attacks, you know, get, gets your bloodstream faster. It is amazing. But again, if you if somebody out there isn't out there talking about these products or testing them, how would you know about it? So we exactly. offer that. We want to talk to you about your nutrition, talk to you about things you should actually do, talk to you about things that you shouldn't do. Try to train your mind and your body to shut down at a certain time. It, it can even go to how your room is even situated, things of that nature. You know, write your write your thoughts down on a piece of paper. If you're frustrated about something, write it down. Get it out of your system before you even go to that room right because that brain's going to keep working and you're not going to be able to go to bed you know and one thing i know i've heard from patients that i see who have may you know may have talked about not being and not sleeping well i know for mm -hmm. sure my my mom does this a lot where she calls herself winding down for bed playing a game on her phone yeah yeah you know what i know people that do that as well <laughs> and Dad, to me i'm like not... that don't make no doesn't make any sense and and then she wakes up and she doesn't she doesn't feel like she slept well well you mm -hmm. you didn't <laughs> you yeah. didn't sleep well you in the bed playing candy crush so all day I, I really <laughs> i really agree yeah so i get what you say about you said it earlier of shutting things down you know a couple hours before you go to bed because mm -hmm. to get your to get your body get your body warmed up and ready to go to sleep because if you can't right. wind down you're not going to get any sleep exactly exactly if you honestly think you can just walk into the house and be stressed out and have all this crap on your mind and not de-stress at all and think the minute you hit the bed everything's going to be okay and you're going to get good sound quality sleep you're sadly mistaken it will never happen that way. Yep. Cool. Well, hey, Robert, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You know, before I get you out of here, um, what, and we talked about it a lot. So, you know, but for those who want to get something or ha have a goal in, goal in mind, what is something someone who wants to improve their sleep, what's a goal for them to uh, do for the next week? Honestly, look in the mirror and ask yourself this question. What if? 
If you're on autopilot, you're tired, you have high blood pressure, you're diabetes, you're obese, you're not happy with where you are in life, you don't like the energy level, you don't have the gusto, you think you may suffer from depression and things of that nature. Look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what if? What if all of that stems from sleep deprivation? And what if that sleep deprivation stems from obstructive sleep apnea? What if that can be fixed? And then ask yourself, when it's fixed, what else can I do? <laughs> Once that issue's fixed and all, you know, all the 300 things that you felt literally held you back to where memory loss, you can't remember anything, you can't study properly. You're not active because you don't feel good. You're not productive at work. I mean, we didn't even talk about lack of sex. I mean, if you ain't having sex while you're married, it's called divorce. What if, what if all of that can be fixed? Isn't that worth an email? That's all I'm asking for. Just, just start the dialogue. Send us a message. Give us a call. Everything's on the website that you need, all the content. I'm telling you right now, all first consultations are absolutely free. What are you waiting for? Awesome. I, yeah. What are you waiting for? That's a good question. So, hey, Robert, mm -hmm. uh, where can the people find you if, they, if they're looking to, to reach out to you? You know, what, what's the email? What's the social media? Yeah. So if you are looking for me on Instagram is uh, Taylor uh, underscore uh, sleep underscore services or uh, the, the most effective way to get a hold of me would be go to TaylorMadeSleep.com, select book online. It's the first page you see. I tried to make it simple and literally just send me your information about any issue that you're having with sleep. Uh, you can also email me at TaylorMadeSleepServices at Yahoo.com. We are here and available at your disposal. Why wait? Well, hey, again, thank you for your time. See you next time.